Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Dr. San Miguel. She works for a higher ed institution, and she is going to be sharing her journey today, her upbringing, and tell us about all the adversities she had to overcome to reach where she's at. And she's also going to talk about mentoring and all the amazing things that she's doing in that realm. So thank you so much, Dr. San Miguel, for being with us. Thank you so much, Esmeralda, for the invitation. It's, it's truly an honor. I know when I received your message, I was thrilled. I know we hadn't had not connected for a while, and uh, this is a perfect opportunity for us to to connect and 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 share some of the things that I've been doing that you have been doing. I know you've been on the on the move as well. Um, so I'm really excited to be um, part of your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know you're way over there in Florida. And I know that regardless of where we're at, regardless of our adversities, there's so much that we can do, especially as Hispanics, especially as female role models. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. And let's get started with, with, uh, with some of the questions that I have for you. Define success for us. Well, success is not linear, right? That it, we sometimes think that success is going to be from point A to point B. But the reality is to get to point A to point B, sometimes you have to take three steps backwards in order to then take another one, you know, up, up front and move, right? And success, we might not be, we might not even see it eventually, right? It's, it's that, I call it that compounding effect where slowly, right, you're, you're getting, doing small wins. And at the end, you're going to see that success. But when you see that success, that's basically the beginning, because after you reach that point, then the question is, what's next? Why, where am I going to move? What, what's going to be my, my next level that I'm going to reach? So, you know, one of my mentors tells us that, you know, it's the law of the lid, that it goes to a point that you have reached that top, right? You have reached that success there and you get stuck, right? It's, and then the question is, what now? You, you're in that comfort zone. So for me, then success is that I'll be able to recognize when I am in my comfort zone and say, I need to move out of this comfort zone and lift up that lid so I can keep growing and keep achieving small wins and small successes that will then help me grow and, and keep reaching that success. So that's what success is for me. Wow, that's amazing. I like the word that you use comfort zone because a lot of times, um, I guess when we're two, three years behind or we, we look at ourselves when we were two, three years back and we say, you know what, when I want to reach this goal, I want to reach that goal. And once you get there, you thought that was it, but that's your comfort zone. But what what's next, right? What's next? What else can I do? What else can I expand? So that's amazing. And I know I always use the, the phrase that don't compare yourself to anybody else you know, but compare yourselves to, to yourself, how you were and be better than you were yesterday. Wow, well, I, I like that. Anything you want to add when you when you talk, you want to expand on that comfort zone, please? Yes, definitely. Well, and something you mentioned is like, don't compare yourself to others, right? Each of our journeys is individual and it's unique. So there's point in our lives and points in our, certain points in our careers as well that we say, well, I'm not there. I'm comparing myself to X person because they reached there, that point. Well, the reality is that X person has a totally different journey than you have. So I cannot compare myself to that person because their journey, their experiences are way different than mine. We might have some similarities, but at the end of the day, 
we're different and it's an individual race that we have to go through, right? It's an individual journey and race and I cannot be comparing myself, right? I get where our energy goes, right? Where our focus go or energy flows. So if I'm constantly focusing on that competition or comparison out there, then I'm putting all my, all my energy there, right? That's, what, that's where everything is gonna flow. So it, it, it's very interesting because that's at different points in, in my career. I remember, you know, comparing and saying like, you know, I want to be like so-and-so and why did so-and-so reach there before I did and look at all the steps that I had to go and they just like jumped in there. Well, it was necessary for me to jump all the different hoops, to go through the, the challenges, the adversity, because each of those adversity, each of those challenges help me grow as a person, right? Sometimes we see failure as the end of the world. And actually failure is success companion. If we don't fail, how are we gonna achieve success? I think about that, right? When we fail, yes, it might be the end of the world, depending on what, what's going on, right? Where we fail, how we fail, all those things. But at the end of the day, I ask, what did I learn? What was, what was my take-home message there? What can I do better next time so I can improve and then reach that success? And then when you finally reach that point, you look back and say, wow, look at everything I've done. All these different challenges and adversity prepared me for my next step, right? So I always I think of, I, I, I think about success and failure. They're, they go hand in hand because if we don't fail, how are we going to learn? Hey, when we all learn yes. to walk, how many times did we fall on the floor, the floor as we were learning to walk? And eventually we got it, right? Same with the bike. How many times do you fall? But eventually you go back, right? And it sucks. And eventually you're successful and you're able to ride in front of your bike, right? So it's the same thing for us. We got to um, embrace those challenges and they're tough. I mean, I've had my share <laughs> of challenges and, and they're tough and, and, and it hurts. You know, at the end of the day, we're all humans. It, it hurts, you know, to when we go through those certain situations, but then it's how am I going to respond to that challenge? Not react. How am I going to respond? And that's there. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So now to tell us about your upbringing. I know you're, uh, you know, Dr. San Miguel, you're again at this amazing institution in Florida, but uh, how, did, how did you even... Anitza San Miguel get there, you know, uh, a lot of people tell, you know what, you're Dr. So-and-so, Dr. So-and-so, and they think we just jumped in there. How do you, how do, you know, tell, share a little bit of your upbringing. Well, I was born and raised in Puerto, in Puerto Rico, right? That's, that's my, my island where my heart is, no matter um, where we are. We have a saying, Borico hasta la luna, right? Up to, uh, to the moon, we're, we're Puerto Ricans. Um, so it's always been ingrained. I was, like I said, born and raised. That's where I had... That's where it all started, right? My, my upbringing, you know, I was born, um, I have a brother, my mom and dad, my dad passed away um, almost 10 years ago. Um, but through that upbringing, right, in a Christian home as well, um, I started my, my journey in science. I always said I wanted to be a doctor, a medical doctor. Actually, I always thought I was gonna be a neurosurgeon. That's what I wanted to do. Um, until I started then my uh, bachelor's degree in biology. And that's where I started expanding and said, oh, 
<clears throat> I could do research, you know, I could do some other things. And that's where my, my STEM journey started, right, through, through that. Um, growing up, I, you know, growing in an amazing family uh, with my cousins, right, very family oriented. And, you know, probably you might identify as well in the sense that, you know, Christmas Day, we're at grandma's house, right? All the cousins, everyone uh, in play, they're sharing. And, but, you know, like every family, we all have our different situations and challenges, but it was, you know, that was the whole, my, my upbringing, right? As I, as I go, went through, you know, those, those years. And while at the University of Puerto Rico, you know, doing my bachelor's degree, you know, I, I, I remember one time, you know, I always showed up for, for class very, um, like we say, punta en blanco. Right? That was me. That was this my personality um, when I showed up. And I remember going to my chemistry professor for to ans ask some questions about the class and upcoming exam. And there were all their uh, classmates there. And he was just teasing, saying like, oh, I'll charge you like 50 cents for, you know, an hour of tutoring. And, you know, I'll charge you X and X, you know. And then I jumped in and say oh yeah how about me he's like oh, i'll charge you like ten dollars the hour and i said wait wait wait, wait time out why are you charging me ten dollars and then you're charging like a dollar everyone else well look at the way you dress look at how you are and now years later right at that time i was like this is so weird why he's saying all this but i didn't understand that that was part of those microaggressions right those stereotypes that were in place. I didn't understand that. I didn't know what that was at that time. Now, when I started reflecting upon my journey, that's when I started realized, oh, well, look, I've gone through this process. Um, but you, I didn't realize it um, at that time. And, you know, it, I did very well in, in, in college. I had mentors, but same thing. Had, I had mentors in college, but I did not know they were mentors, right? I saw them as my professor is helping me. They're helping me, guide me. But I, the term mentor, I did not know that at that time. So then I had the opportunity to move to uh, Maryland to do a one-year internship at the National Institute of Health. And, you know, being in a, a close family, it was the first time La Nena was leaving the home, right? Leaving the house, leaving the island, because um, I had commuted to, to school um, throughout my bachelor's degree. So I remember telling my parents, oh, don't worry, I'll just go there for one year, do my internship, and I'll be back and do my master's and keep on, you know, keep on with my life. Well, God had a whole different plan for me, because one year, hey, I've been like, what, 20 plus years here in the States, in the main island. So um, in the mainland. So it's, it's that process, right, of, of moving from moving from Puerto Rico then to, to Maryland and then adjusting there, right? And right, you take that girl from the tropics <laughs> to the cold weather. And I remember my first winter, I didn't have a car. I was at a bus stop, all bundled up, shivering and the there was someone next to me and the person's like, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Puerto Rico, you know, very proud. And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm asking myself the same <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm freezing here. Uh, but again, those were experiences that I needed, you know, to go through. And I, and I, I all in all, I stayed at the National Institute of Health. I moved through different institutes, different positions, um, each position 
I acquire new knowledge, new skills that help build the neck for the next one. And then from there, I had by then had finished my master's degree in biotechnology. Um, but I had one um, mentor who by then I already was more familiarized with the mentoring and kind of starting getting a passion for for mentor for what mentoring means, right? And and what what it can have, right? And the impact it can have for individuals. Um, and she kept saying, you need to do your doctorate, Anissa. And I'm like, I just finished my master's. Why are you asking me to do a doctor? She's like, yeah. you gotta do it, you gotta do it. Like, and by then I I love the sciences, being in the lab, doing, but I felt I needed more. I felt I needed to do something else. So going through um, just revising and programs, you know, newspapers and the web searching, um, I found uh, the higher education administration program at the George Washington University. And I said, this is good. And I also had started teaching part-time um, biology. So that kind of opened and says, oh, wait, I could do teaching as well, right? I can yeah. do combined science and education. And then, so then I made the shift from science into education administration, which is uh, my doctorate in, but that was a whole new world. Here's the scientists moving into the education world. And I remember my first semester, all my classmates were either in student affairs, academics, you know, you name it, different areas. And I'm the solo scientist there. Wow. Right? My brain was brought, was wired to think a certain way. Because that was my that it was research, right? You do three experiments, you collect your data, so on and so forth. And I get to my grad school right, in, in education and they're asking me, how do you feel about it? What are your thoughts about this? And I'm like, can you start from the other side of the classroom? And I think we all have been in those in that place yeah. where, where you're like, don't start with me. So I can, and that's what I did. I always was sat strategically in the room. Um, I had my own strategies that I developed because I it, that was my first semester trying to think, you know, as I listened to others, right? answer the questions, I started then training my brain, right? And my mind to like, okay, this is how it works. So it was that shift. And I remember that first year they're like, oh, you got to tell us your dissertation topic. I'm like, come on, I just started. And you're telling me what's my dissertation topic. And, uh -huh. I, and I didn't know at that time I started, I read, read an article on mentoring here. I read another article on I remember on community colleges and mentoring and started. And I remember driving back home one day and the word mentoring came to mind. And I said, that's it. That's my dissertation was gonna be about, is gonna be about mentoring. I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew it was gonna be mentoring. And, and that's what I, that, that's where I started that more intentional, you know, research and learning more about mentoring and programs and how beneficial it is for for individuals to to have mentors my dissertation was on the lived mentoring experiences of latinas um, in science and engineering that's amazing i know uh, you mentioned latina science engineering stem uh, we have a similar that that was my dissertation as well but what can you share about biology, about science, about scientists slash, you know, all this research, because I know personally, I have my daughter who's contemplating that. And uh, for those listening out there, 
I mean, what challenges did you face? I know, cause we know it's tough. Anything is gonna be tough. I know people ask me, oh, how is engineering? It's hard, there's a lot of math. Well, we know that everything's a challenge, but for those people maybe contemplating biology slash scientists, what can you say about the, the field and what challenges did you face on that? Yeah, that's a great question, Geralda. Uh, I would say, you know, my mentor, John Maxwell says, everything worthwhile is uphill, right? So if STEM is your area, biology, you know, whatever engineering, whatever it is, um, it's it's gonna you gotta put your work, you gotta do the work. Science is fascinating. I mean, I, I know I'm in education, you know, that's my focus right now. Um, but it's science. It's it's so much. We have science every day, right? We're both communicating right now, right? Via um, different platform, right? Those are sound waves. That's physics out there. Right, those sound waves coming in through making all these different connections. When as soon as you wake up, right, you got your body, all that physiology taking place as you're eating. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now, right? That's all microbiology, virology out there. So science everywhere. I mean, science, I, I have one of my high school teachers says science is fun. And I think, you know, when I look back, my passion for science, I think, started with that teacher who was always telling him science is, is fun, right? Cells are, are, are the, the core, everything is just details, right? So if, if you're looking into that STEM field, right? Just know that it's gonna be, it's gonna be challenging, right? For some individuals it might come a little bit more easy um, because there's structures, right? Um, for others, it might be other challenges. I think the key is, What's your mindset that when you face that first exam and you do not succeed for whatever reason, you ask yourself, how can I improve? What strategies did I use that did not serve me in this exam? Because sometimes what I see, and I see this a lot in students, they study, let's say for biology, the same way they study for a different class let's say, I don't know, humanities, ecology or so. Oh, very well, true. no, it, it takes more. Right? You got to understand. Yes, there's things you're going to be, you will need to memorize, but you got to understand the process. Um, it, it's an action verb, right? When you think about learning, it's that action verb. It's like, what are you going to do to learn? It's not the same thing that I'm going to take my notes and just read it over. No, you got to understand what happens. What's the what's what's the mechanism? What is happening? You know, at the cellular level, depending on you know what area the the person is, is focusing on, but it's a fascinating journey. Depending on the field, well, then it depends. There are some fields that um, are more male dominated than female, right? So there might be some other challenges there um, in terms of underrepresentation as well. So you might face some challenges as women, and I've had it myself. We have the imposter syndrome where we've reached right our milestones, and then we're like, um, "Am I supposed to be here?" Right? Like I remember walking to a meeting at a conference, and I was the only female in the room. So uh, this was a couple of years ago at a conference that I attended. I was the only um, female in the room, and it felt uncomfortable. But then I said to myself, I earned my place here. No one gave me this. And sometimes people think it's like a, a swift, a smooth journey, and it's not. Wow. Yeah. And, and it, those challenges are going to be there. 
John's not going to be there, but like you said, you worked for it, you earned it. So you have to take that place and then, and uh, let everything else, you know, especially if you put all that hard work in and, and it's, it's challenging. And I always say, you said that science was fun. I always say that about engineering. It's fun. You know, math is fun, but you have to like, you have to like it. I know I hear the passion in your voice. You have to like it um, in order to be, I guess, as successful as you want to be. Thank you so much. Now, can you tell me what helped you persist? You know, what helped you persist to get to, to, to reach that milestone of your bachelor's? You, you talked about taking, taking the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to leave the island and go do this one-year internship and now a doctorate. But what helped you persist? Well, helped me persist was my, my faith. That I, that I have to say it up front, right? With, without my faith, without my belief in, in God, um, I would not be where I am. I, it, it's, it's right there. I, I'll do all the work, but at the same time, I'm also being obedient, right? In, in that sense. And my faith, knowing that I could do, that I can do anything, you know, with God by my side. And then for some people that might be like, well, well, let it call it God, call it source, call it the universe, right? Depending on your faith. But my faith was, um, has taken me um, where I, up to where I am right now. Also, it's, it was also my drive, right? If I'm putting more in those, in the more physical plane, right? Talking first on the spiritual um, plane was more of that, my faith, my belief, knowing that, that God was by my side and no matter the challenges, he was gonna help me, but it was up to me, right? We all have dominion um, and free will. So I had to choose right, which way I wanted to go. Um, but it was also the drive, right? I, I, both of my parents did not attend college. I'm a first generation um, student um, and they wanted to give me what they did not have. Right? They wanted for my brother and I to, to have an education. Uh, one of my early, I, I used to do um, work part-time over the summer um, while I was in Puerto Rico. And one of my men, um, boss, I remember at that time, he said, Anita, life can take everything away from you except who you are and your education. So education has been a big component. But that persistent piece and not giving up, was my desire that I wanted more, that I always wanted to read. So if you think, think about it, you know, I was at, at the, in Maryland doing research, but I wanted more. So I moved into a different area and I got all my skills there, but it's that, that, the, that it's a burning desire that you want more. The ganas to succeed, that I call the ganas. So, so you had that now. Yes, if, yes, if, if you can share I know you share by your faith, you share, but the, the, the will to, to learn more, the will to do that. Now, how about when we're talking about, uh, for those that are, are deciding whether they're in that pivot point right now where to keep going in education, to either move careers and so forth. I know you mentioned those pieces that help to succeed, help to persist, but um, what about a little bit more of soft skills? I know there's a piece of great communication skills, you know, the, the, all those pieces. Can you talk a little bit about those, how essential they are to success? Yes, they're, they're key, right? And, and initially you call them soft skill. I call them essential skills because that's what they are. Right? That's, it's that communication, it's the networking piece, it's being able to be relatable to others, individuals, um, being responsible as well. 
right? All of those different um, essential skills that are going to help me, uh, that are going to help you move into that next level. So for me, it was, you know, growing up of a family where, you know, my dad would wake me up half an hour, we'll say it's 5.30 a.m. when it was literally like, you know, a, you know, a 5 a.m., right? Because I was running late, uh, you know, being punctual, being on time, you know, those things do pay off, right? Being, if, we, if you make a commitment, commit to it. We make commitments with a lot of people or friends or family or coworkers, right? We make, but we fail to make commitments to ourselves and to go through those commitments. So I was committed that I was gonna move forward and that I was gonna reach a high level. I was gonna start breaking that glass ceiling. I was committed to that. And, and I just had to, to pursue that, right? And, and look for programs, right? Leadership programs um, that will help me um, develop in an area that I was lacking, right? So in my case, when initially when I started in my career, I lacked that self-confidence. Right. And, and, and some of that determination, which I had, but because of other experiences, perhaps and challenges that self-confidence was lacking. Well, working, working with a coach, working with a mentor helped build that in place. So if there are certain skills, essential skills that we know we're lacking, we all know, you know, I call it, it's, I don't call them weaknesses. I call them areas of growth. So what are those areas of growth? that then I need to explore. I'm taking notes. Yes. <laughs> areas, I, I, yeah, I don't like to call them weaknesses. Um, I, I like, there are areas of growth because that's what it is, right? We, we all know our strength, right? We know what we're good at, but we right. also know, and we sometimes focus on a lot of, oh, I'm not good at that. Oh, I'm not good at this. Well, let's start changing that mindset. I am good. I love doing I am statements because when I'm training my mind for you, we've been trained to do um, in our upbringing to think more on the negative, right? Oh, I cannot do, oh no, Esmeralda, are you crazy? Why are you gonna do a podcast? You know, you could do so many other things and you're like, no, this is what I wanna do, right? And you're gonna pursue that. And that's where you start learning with experience. And as you work with other individuals to start moving things apart, who you listen to matters. What you read matters. Who you surround yourself matters. And it doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, scratch everyone out of your social media and your life, but it means who are you listening to, right? Who are you learning from? All that matters. And seeking out help and talking to mentors and coaches are going to help you develop all this, those skills. Now, and then if it's in the professional setting, maybe you want to learn more about finance, then look for someone, right? Or maybe it's a, there's a, a course, a workshop out there that you might be able to enroll and learn more about that. You know, if it's a skill, if it's an area that you want to develop, uh, if it's uh, some other area you said like, you know, networking, I kind of like going in places kind of odd. Well, you just jump, right? Start networking, ask the question. Maybe you might find yourself in a place. And I remember years ago, um, I had someone, I was at a, uh, an event and this person told me, it's like, oh, I want to meet so-and-so. I said, come on, I'll help you. She's like, oh, the networking piece was a little bit intimidating for, for this person. I said, come on, I'll introduce you to, to this person and we'll go to it in. Um, and that's what happened. And then I introduced them and I let them go, right? That um, had their, their conversation. So it's looking for people 
um, that will help us, right? We want people who help us um, to elevate us, right? To yeah. that next level. Yes, yes. And I always I'll say also, like, lift us to climb, right? There's mm-hmm. so many out there that we can help each other. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, and it says the whole purpose of, you know what, sharing stories, sharing your stories, sharing people's stories that, hey, you can do it. It's reachable. It's it's a, a goal that you can, you know, get there and then reach some more, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of whatever challenges, regardless of the adversities, you can do it. And again, the whole purpose is to share your story, share other people's stories so they can say, you know what, regardless of all the challenges that I had, I had the the ganas, I persisted, I had the hard work. Of course, like you mentioned earlier, hard work is going to pay off. And that's what it is. I mean, if you're willing to put the hard work into it, you can really do anything you want. Mm -hmm. Well, and it comes, you know, as you're sharing that, it comes to my mind, Lo que fácil llega, fácil se va, right? Whatever it comes easy, easy goes. Easy comes, easy goes. But when you work hard for it, think about it. When you have worked so hard for something and, or let's say you're saving because you want to purchase your car, a new car, and you've worked hard, you've saved month by month and you've, you, you haven't done, you know, gone to Starbucks every week. You know, maybe you did it every day, but now you're just like once a week but you're saving, but when finally you get that new car, how great does it that feel that you have achieved that? So it's the same with our lives, our careers, right? When we, it's going to sacrifice. We got to, you know, what it, are, are these things in harmony with what I believe in, right? As we go through life thinking about, you know, is this in harmony with what I believe? Is this in harmony with my life? And then that you decide, yes, no, okay, yes. If you feel peace, proceed, move forward. It's something, you know, I recently read a, a book called out and, and that was one of the things the author shared, right? Was that, you know, if you feel, if you have that peace, proceed. If not, then stop and think about what, what's going on here, right? And, and it's having that determination and knowing if, if this is what you want, then go for it, but you got to work for it. No one is going to give it to you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know I, I, you mentioned the word sacrifice. I know when I was trying to reach those goals, right, it was like I missed the parties. I missed the barbecues, the quinceaneras, mm-hmm. the, the gatherings. Like, what do you mean you're not coming? I go, no, like I have to do this. I have an exam, I have this. So, so you need to be able to say, you know what? It's a sacrifice, but it's going to pay off. Exactly. And that reminds me, I mean, when I was right about to defend my dissertation, um, my husband had a work trip to Hawaii and I'm like, I gotta go. I mean, I have to go <laughs> to Hawaii. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I've prepared. I've done. Well, what did I do? I took all my material from my dissertation, right. To review because two, I believe two to three days after we got back, I had to defend my dissertation, oh. but I took it with me, even through grad school. Sometimes he had, he used to travel a lot for, for work and there were places I wanted to go. Remember he went to Bogota, Colombia and I'm like, I'm there with you. Are you sure? Yes. What did I do? I took my books with me. Sometimes I did just, you know, travel in my suitcase, but <laughs> they were with me. And there were times when I had a downtime, I would just open it. And sometimes I had a, a layover at an airport. I had my books with me. I carry that. And that's where I studied. I just that sacrifice, like you said, sometimes it was saying, no, hey, I cannot attend this event. Or yes, I can go, but I'll stay for a little bit and then I got to go. Right? it's that sacrifice 
that we have to do. And, and as we grow and build, sometimes that sacrifice is that instead of waking at 7 a.m., I wake at 6 a.m., right? Or instead of at 6, I wake at 5 to gain one hour to do maybe some reflection, some meditation, some journaling, right? Mm -hmm. Some, if you're working on an outside project, maybe that's your time to do that. Or maybe it's right after the kids go to bed, you spend an extra hour doing. That's the sacrifice. So the question is, what are you willing to sacrifice to reach your goal and to reach your dream? Yes, wow. Well, can you summarize? I know you told us you got a biology bachelor's. Can you yep. summarize yep. your degrees? For us? Yeah, so yeah. my bachelor's degree is in biology from the University of Puerto Rico, and my master's degree is in biotechnology from Johns Hopkins University, and then my doctorate degree is in higher education administration. Wow. Any any advice um, with the, I guess, your higher, your higher education degree? I mean, making the change. I know you talked about a little bit of the challenges, how you came from this science background and you having to adjust, but any out there for trying to, I guess, debate which degree to, to do when it comes to- I would, yes, uh, I would say find your passion, right? Let's, let's start, what, what moves you? When you wake up at, at, in the morning, what are you passionate about? What are your skills? What are your strengths, right? What, what really matters to you? What, where do you want to make that impact? I think those are some of the questions you got to ask yourself, right? It's like, as, as you look through your career, let's say you're trying to pursue a doctorate degree, then you ask yourself, what, what do I really want to do? Where do I see myself? What, what's my passion? What are my skills? What am I really good at? That you, and that is going to help you hone in into, oh, this is the degree I want to do. So for me, doing a in higher education administration was the fact I knew that I loved science, that, that I knew that for a fact. I did not see myself running a lab. I did not see myself writing grants, doing all the things to obtain funding for my lab. I, I just did not see myself that way. And, and I didn't also see myself being in the lab as a technician, right? Or doing, these, uh, uh, doing all this great, it's, it's amazing. But for me, I didn't see myself doing that. So by when I started teaching part-time, that opened up and said, oh, wait, there's a different world. I can make, I can take all my experience and share it, integrate it, right? All that STEM background, wow. infuse it into higher education. And that's when I decided to merge the two. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. What life advice can you provide to those listening? I would say you know, first of all, start with that, what's your why, right? What, what's your purpose? Once you, and, and write it out, write your, your purpose statement. You know, I, I know for, for me, you know, it's, it's adding value, it's making an impact, right? I, I, I help female leaders, right? And leaders overall, right? And we're all leaders. Sometimes I've heard um, people says like, oh, I'm not a leader. No, we are all leaders in different ways, right? Within our community, within our families, we're all leaders. Um, but I want them to uh, help them to discover, to develop and maximize their potential. So it's looking at what's your potential, right? And, and seeing, I can do more. How can I get there, right? And, and it's not only how can I get there, it's like, what do I need to do to get there? And knowing 
that you're going to fail. That's one life advice. You are going to fail. That's a guarantee. And, and, and you can tell me, Esmeralda, if I'm wrong, but you're going to fail. Oh, Along no. the way, you're going to oh. hurt, fail, and it's going to hurt. That reality is that some failures are going to hurt more than others. The important thing is to not give emerge up. and not give up. Uh, and, and I would say everything worthwhile, it's uphill. Persistent. Persistent is key to wooing. Sometimes we're just five inches away from that success. And that's when we give up. If we just had to hold on to it for a little bit longer. Even we though we don't see the light, right? Even though we don't see the light, but then you realize later, wow, I was this close and I was about to quit. Yep. And don't don't give up. It life is 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 it's amazing. Um, start looking for for people who help you, who lift you up, who say, Esmeralda, I'm here to help you. Let me let me know how I can best serve you. Right? Let me know how I can best support you and mean that. Because right? I've had people along the way says, "When it's I'll help you," and then when you ask them for help, "Oh, I'm sorry," or you never yeah. hear back. Right? right? People who who really do. And I and I think my other advice would be protect your dream. That's something my mentor told me recently. Because I need wow. to, you have a dream, protect it. And his words were, "There are dream vampires out there who yeah. are going to rob you from your dream. Protect your dream." What does that mean? It's like your little baby, right? Protect it. Don't go out there and sharing it to the whole world. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Because then you're going to have the people says like, are you crazy? We're going to do that. You're too old to go and do X, Y, and Z. Or no, that takes a lot of time. That's a lot of effort. You don't need that. Take all the negativity out. Focus. If you have a dream, focus on that dream. Work for that dream. Create a plan. What's your plan of action? Sometimes we create our goals for the whole year. Then start backtracking that. What's my goal for six months, for three months, two months, one month, a week? What's my goal today? What's one thing I can do today that is going to help me move forward to achieving my goals? Amazing. Thank you. I know I was sharing that with a group that I mentored actually last night. And I was saying, you know what? Write it on your, for the females, so write it with lipstick on, on the on the mirror so you see it every day in the morning you know when you're brushing your teeth you can say you know what what did I do today to reach that goal what did I do to reach this I will write it on a post-it note in your vehicle write it everywhere so you are constantly seeing that hey this is your goal and you're going to reach it yeah, so, and write it out journaling I mean my yes. I had a workshop just last week about reflective journaling write it out write that dream that you have you know, if you're dreaming, you want to be a doctor or, you know, you want X house, X car, whatever it is, write your dream, write it out, write it, right. And have write affirmations. I can do this. Everyone, all of us, we are fully resourced to be, do, and have what we desire. We just yeah. have to create that. We have to design. How can we design our life to be in harmony, right? With all... When everything is out of sync, and I know it in my life, when I'm out of sync in one of my the four areas of my life, I need I I need a readjustment. I need a reset in that area. Thank you. Wow, Anita, tell us how crucial is mentoring. So mentor mentoring is key. I, I it's crucial. It has been key in in my professional and my personal um, 
journey. Mentors, I've had mentors at all different levels. And, and sometimes we think we need one mentor and we don't. I have different mentors for different areas of my life. Um, some have come in for a season, for a reason, and for a lifetime. I, I and and sometimes it's it's it, it just comes naturally for some. Where and when I say natural, it's because we that we've developed that relationship, and now I see them as my mentors. Other ones I've been able to establish that more in a formal way. But mentors are key; they're going to help you. So if you're out there unsure about an area or you know your career what's your next step or seek out the mentor someone that's going to help you and tell you look Esmeralda maybe have you explored this area have you thought of these particular things um or here let me introduce you to you know so and so who might be able to help you right that's that's what a mentor does it's going to help you in that and we all need at an early age uh, you know, I, with all the knowledge I know now, I wish I had known them years ago oh, yes. um, when, when I started. Um, and then I had, now I look back and I start, you know, I did a timeline of my life for, you know, the decades and I could pinpoint, I could identify in each point, you know, this decades, key people who they were mentors. Perhaps I did not call them. I did not see them, but now I see them that they were the mentors. They were the people who, who pushed me, who said, Anita, you can do it. This is what I, I see you do. Here's, you have the potential to do different things. Wow, thank you. Do you wanna share a bit of uh, the mentoring and a uh, little bit of the job that you're doing in this realm? Yeah, so um, I just recently you know, have an organization called ASM Mentors, right? It's one of my passions where uh, it's just providing you know, as, as that service and also integrating coaching um, as well, right? I'm also a certified coach, speaker, and trainer um, through the John Maxwell team. And it's bringing that personal growth piece. I think for me, what has, what I've been able to do through my journey as well, and that now I'm putting that back in, um, is that for so many years, I focus on my career. I focus on my professional journey but I did not focus on my own personal journey, right? On my personal growth and development. And that's what I wanna help people. And I wanna help um, specifically uh, females, but it's open right, to, to anyone, um, males, females. Uh, but I wanna help them see you know, that personal growth. There's so many times we invest in so many things, but we don't take the time to invest in ourselves. I do invest in our own personal growth. And as, far, as part of ASM Mentors, that's what it is, right? Just be able to, to help others, right? Discover, develop, and, and maximize their potential. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything that you do. I know uh, you mentioned mentoring, but I know uh, at the higher ed institution where you're at and service a dean, it's just a lot of things. that, And then being a role model you know, being a female, being the Hispanic, being this person that regardless of the challenges, you're still moving forward. And like you mentioned, you know, once you reach that comfort zone, you, okay, what's next? Let's do some more. Let's do some more. And I know, um, I hear it in your voice. I hear the passion that you have to help others, which is amazing. So thank you so much. I know that mentoring is crucial. And like you also mentioned, a lot of times when we're young, we don't understand how crucial they are. But now that we, we we're, we reach, you know, 
other uh, areas in our lives, we realize that mentors, a lot of times, they were the ones that got us where we're at. Mm-hmm. And it's crucial. But what can you add? I know you mentioned reach, look for those people to help you. But what's one last thing that you can add when it comes to mentoring, maybe to the younger uh, people that are listening right now? Um, what, how can we like, or encourage them to really, really uh, realize how crucial it is for them to go seek mentors? Yes, that's a great question, um, Esmeralda, because, you know, if we think about the K-12 system, right, perhaps, you know, um, seniors, sophomores, right, that high school level, you know, it could all start perhaps with the teacher, with one of your teachers that, you know, there's that connection there. It could be a counselor, right? It could be perhaps you're seeing, you know, a, a different role model. Perhaps there was a guest speaker, right? Sometimes depending on, on the state or so, there's different um, programs within this, the system um, where, where students perhaps have that connection. Start early, right? That networking piece that we talked earlier, that part of that essential skill, we can start it early in our young adults, right? And on, on our youth, um, it's going to serve them um, for so long, um, for, for the rest of their lives. So it's, it's looking at those individuals. We usually have someone we identify with, right? When we're in college, there's usually that one professor that kind of like we, it resonates, they, they, we kind of relate to them, you know, reach out and let them know. Say, look, I'm looking for a mentor. Would you like, could you be my mentor? Could you help me? I'm working on this project or I don't know what I want. You know, maybe if it's as a high school senior, it's like, I'm not sure what I want to study or say, kind of find that help through the counselor. If you're in college already, you know, stick out that professor, or maybe there's a staff member, there's someone within the institution that you can relate to. It's like, can you help me? And I think that's sometimes where we fail is asking that question. Can you help me? Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And it's not hard to ask. You just, you know what, just ask. A lot of times, you know, don't be intimidated. And a lot of people, are they willing to help? So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the amazing job that you're doing, especially to write, trying to get females, uh, you know, in science out there in STEM. So, yep. And, and I'm here to, you know, to help. If you have any questions, um, feel free to, to reach out, right? At um, AnitaSanMiguel.com um, that you can reach out with any questions. Esmeralda, it's amazing. You know, I know I was your mentor years ago. Yes, um, yes. And it's truly, truly an honor um, to be part of see you see you grow as well and, and see where you are right now and and all and I always say this is just the beginning for you thank you thank you is there anything you want to add before we we, we leave our today's podcast well my last thought would say you know is that if if you're doubting I doubt fear anxiety can hold us back we got to break those barriers know that terror barrier we got to break that and and sometimes we have to act in fear um fear is good you know we think it's bad but it's it's good it's going to help us move to that next level and don't don't give up it sometimes we're just five inches away from our final destination from that goal from that success story out there um don't give up And, and and jump if you don't know how to do it Go for it. My mentor says, suspend the need to know the how. Sometimes we want to know step one, two, three, and four. You know what? At the end of the day, just start. Start doing it. You're going to figure it out along the way. 
which is the hardest thing to start to yes. start just to start and we can end with this is protect your dream yes protect your dream that's your baby that's your dream it's your dream uh my mentor paul martinelli clearly told me and each other's um dream vampires out there protect your dream thank you so much thank you esmeralda thank you